So good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity here in our community. And we have some business professionals in the studio with us this morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, Danielle. (laughs) So we're really excited to welcome Michael Shimento. He's the president of the Palm Coast Flagler Regional Chamber of Commerce and also Brian Sudrain, who is the Junior Chamber of Commerce president. So thank you both for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Excited to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Michael, uh, for folks who don't know much about what's going on with the new chamber, can you kind of give us like a little idea of uh, what's going on and, and how it got started? So uh, the chamber was started about three years ago. Um, a group of business owners uh, came together and you know realized that our community needed a new chamber. Um, and coincidentally, we were introduced to Greg Blose. Uh, Greg was formally involved with the Home Builders uh, Society down in Volusia County before, I think for about 10 years, he worked for the state chamber. So it was just a, a good match. And since that three years, we're now over about 230 members. Wow. Um, yeah, we're focused on not so much uh, business-to-business marketing. I mean, that is one of our interests, but we're really focused on developing a, a culture and a fabric in our community of uh, entrepreneurship, business, and we're also deeply involved and working very closely with local governments on discussions about how to change our, our, our diversity of taxes and changing that more towards businesses. We're talking to them about uh, recruitment, uh, retention, uh, so lots of things going on. And I could probably talk for another 20 minutes, but that's the high level of what we're working on. It's a lot of forward-thinking ideas, and I know that Greg has been kind of like a breath of fresh air here for our community. So um, what do you think about the job he's been doing? Uh, If you hadn't heard me at our last um, event where Paul Renner uh, spoke, uh, we praise him very much. He is a zealot for our community and our efforts to move forward. Uh, We're blessed. He's got a lot on his plate. Uh, We hope to get to uh, free employees this year, so there's lots to do. Um, Our goal is to raise uh, business awareness on elected officials, but also at the state in our recruitment efforts. So Greg has been really great for us. That's nothing better. Nothing but good things to say. (laughs) I know. He's he's actually a really, really cool guy to hang out with. Um, So, Brian, tell us a little bit about how you got the Junior Chamber started, because I know this is a really important project for you. Well, yeah, of course, uh, the Junior Chamber, I started as a, a sophomore in, in high school at Flyer Palm Coast High School, and I was basically trying to get an, an internship actually in law, and um, there was no specific way to go through um, from the education system to, to get obtain a connection to get an, an internship at that time, and I was like, oh, what, what, how can I get to this point that um, I want to explore more into uh, the the career I, I want to to go into, and I was at the time in the IB program, and so a lot of my peers also had that same issue. And then I met with a score mentor, Tony Flores, and he told me, "Oh, you should work with the chamber." So I started working with the old chamber, and then at the moment where the junior chamber was about to start and about to become a concrete idea, COVID hit. And so that was great timing on, on my end. And then basically we, I kind of hit pause on the project for a couple months. And, uh, then I saw an, obser- an article in the Observer. It said, Oh, Greg Blose, new, um, chamber president and, uh, incoming new chamber. I was like, Oh, how exciting. Let me send an email. And then, um, we met up and the rest was history, I guess. 
So you've really been working hard on this, and you've kind of developed uh, some programming for the for the community. Tell us a little bit about what you've done and, and what's coming up right now. Yeah, so we started a 501c3 a nonprofit organization to support all of these efforts. And so um, upcoming, actually, there's uh, a major event on, on November 15th. Um, in partnership with the uh, Buddy Taylor Middle School, we're going to be hosting a career fair um, where I think about 40 ish um, different organizations and, and industries are going to be represented um, for the 400 eighth graders of um, Buddy Taylor Middle School to to explore and, and discuss and um, really ask questions and, yeah, just learn more about these industries um, to further themselves on to, to potential careers when they enter into high school. So, Michael, when you, you grew up here, when you hear somebody taking the lead like this at such a young age, what does that say to you about our community? Uh, it says we are maturing. Uh, we're growing. Um, and I think the concept of creating a culture and a fabric of entrepreneurship and business um, and just, you know, good community relationships is uh, succeeding. So it was neat to see. He and I met, I don't know, what was that, two or three years ago with, with Greg? And we're just excited to see young people focused on this, and hopefully it will become infectious. So, Brian, uh, talk a little bit about the, the people who are members and what are your fellow students saying? Because I know you're in school now um, at a higher level, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, currently a sophomore in uh, Nova Southeastern University down in Fort Lauderdale, studying law, so continuing down that path. And um, but we have uh, our JCC student president, uh, Jasmine Lopez Coach, who's a senior in at FBC, and so she's running kind of the student end, and we're basically working together um, with the. Our, our group of students to really um, get their opinions and you know our slogan is for the youth by the youth so we try to, to hold that to a high standard and really include the, the use of uh, opinions and the ideas they think uh, would be good to implement and we try to make them real and let them really get leadership roles so they can grow personally. So what are some of the things that you guys are, are talking about as far as trying to stay here in our community because that's one of our big pushes is to keep our kids here how can we do that? Well, I think the main one of the main um, objectives with the the career fair actually is to create a, a talent pipeline, and that that fits uh, with the uh, strategy of of the main chamber um, is to really create a, a talent pipeline between the education system and the business community. Because at the end of the day, I, I can hear Mr. Blow say this so many times is that the um, the business community gets the end product of the education system. And so if the education system and business community are working together to better mold the future um, uh, business leaders and, and professionals uh, in, in the next 20 years to get them prepared to what's going to be their upcoming challenges and to best fit the industry they want to go into, the better the economic prosperity will be in the in the region. Do you think we'll be able to keep the younger talent here, or do you think we're going to kind of still see them dispersing? I think it is definitely based on on industry, but the the more Plyer County uh, grows, the the more opportunities there will be. But you know, there's still larger areas, and so it also it's a, a depending on on a variety of factors. We saw how COVID uh, impacted a lot of um, how how young people, especially, see. And uh, plan out their their life goals and, and career goals, and maybe be a little bit more short term oriented. So, um, Fire County and, and the Chamber and all the 
business community has to be aware of those facts uh, and um, kind of make decisions ba- based on that information. I know they, they do a great job with the scorecard, et cetera, so they're definitely on the, on the right path. Are there any particular industries that your generation is interested in and in seeing come here? I would say just in general, more development and, and more opportunities for maybe um, high corporate level uh, jobs to be um, in in. Flagler, I know that's a, a field where, especially a lot of our students that are interested in having high career goals, if they were to stay in um, locally in Flagler, that, that would be probably their, their career path. So the more uh, large companies such as Amazon, et cetera, can, that can be brought in uh, locally, probably the, the best for the youth to, to stay locally uh, with their jobs. Do you feel like you guys are getting the skills to kind of open these boutique type uh, smaller firms that, that could be successful here? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, and that's actually one of our goals with the Junior Chamber, um, with the Online Student Leadership Council we recently started. If students have a business idea, we're actually going to guide them and help them get mentored and then have a Shark Tank uh, kind of uh, pitch competition at the end of the school year for, for them to um, really, you know, get the experience of, of being in front of investors and then getting funds for their uh, business, that be if that is their idea or, or some type of initiative. But I think in general, the, the business community has a, a willingness that's really nice to see to, to help the new generation and, and help them uh, kind of with their experience and avoid some of the mistakes that they may have done. So, Michael, when you hear this kind of stuff, um, how do you think the business community can better support what the Junior Chamber is trying to achieve? Well, I think obviously through education, uh, giving them the tools to get educated on not what they might read in journals and things like that, but real world experience, talking to other uh, professionals. Uh, you know, we have people in healthcare, we have teacher education, and then we have the two universities here, we have the hospitals here, we have finances. So, uh, giving them access to real world uh, solutions. I mean, uh, as in, in our industry, We'll often talk about I learn more from my mistakes than my successes. So I think that's what we can do. Um, but also I think we have to listen to that age demographic to find out what's important to them that might want to say, hey, I can find a job in Orlando or Jacksonville, and it's not going to be the same in Palm Coast, but what about it is Palm Coast that's going to attract me back here? Uh, it's going to be a long time before we have these high-level corporate jobs in Palm Coast. But there's other things to consider, you know, particularly as you age and you get kids and it's schools, it's trails, it's, you know, some sort of uh, services and restaurants, uh, housing opportunities for them. So I think it's important that we listen to them um, to, I guess the word would be coax them back, to give them a, a choice. Because, you know, when I grew up here 50 years ago, uh, 1973, we moved here. And, you know, there aren't a lot of choices. I was fortunate that my parents uh, had started a business and I came back at my early 30s um, because of lifestyle changes. So not everybody is that fortunate. So that's what I think we can do as a chamber and business community. So um, when we're talking about trying to really change that that homeowner-heavy tax base over to the business sector, how do we kind of combine what the chamber's doing and create that catalyst that's going to make that happen for us? Well, I can tell you that one of the, the things we have here is the chicken or the egg syndrome. <clears throat> And although Palm Coast and Flagler County has been growing, you know, pretty pretty decently, it's still planned to be a community of 160 to 200 thousand people over the next 
15 to 20 years. And I think we need to educate the current residents, and particularly those that we see who have moved there five or six years ago, that when you moved here to leave South Florida or New York, wherever you came, you came to Palm Coast because it's beautiful, but please don't think that it's going to be the same. Um, that seems to be a lot of angst. Um, I think we need to educate them that diversity of housing opportunities for people uh, is important. Uh, I grew up in a, not grew up, my first place until I was 30 was in apartments, and then I bought a fixer-upper uh, fairly cheap. So I came up that way, and I'm sure most other people did. So we've got to, we've got to educate our community so there's not a constant battle with them. And then I think our city and local governments um, can refocus and work with both state uh, officials and the local business opportunities, such as Jacks USA and, and our chamber, to kind of partner in creating a, a pro-business, pro-growth, uh, business growth model and, and, and create a good atmosphere so that capital from the outside wants to come in and invest, whether it's businesses uh, themselves or even retail, like JVs or BJs is just coming now. Um, and those, those types of opportunities that'll that'll change the paradigm here. You know, and we kind of have a, a challenging reputation outside of the region, um, and and everybody kind of seems to want to try to change that uh, that perception. So, you know, as we all work together, you know, how do you think we can do that? Well, let me jump in there, Danielle. You're doing a great job with your media source. Um, in the past, you know, I have lots of clients from out of the area that watch us and. A lot of the media has been negative. Um, certain sources seem to publish negative news, and you do a really great job on promoting all the good things. So I think that's some of the things that we can do as a community um, uh, to promote the good things we do in addition to the issues that we have. So kudos to you. Well, and also, you know, we're talking about the young kids and things like that, and, and social media plays a really big part in that. So, Brian, what do you see as far as, like, um, social media and, and like the talk of your generation as far as our community goes? I think social media is an amplifier. So in uh, the positive manners and the negative manners. And I think uh, it's important to focus on, on the positives as, as uh, Mr. Shimento said and, and highlighted so, so nicely. The, the important thing is to, to focus on the positives and to keep doing those positives and to see um, kind of what's working and how to keep doing it, how to keep improving it. I think with that mindset, um, Flagler and, and in general, uh, the U.S. In, in a larger sense is um, that I think that's the right mindset to go about things uh, on a personal and, and organizational level and even countywide level. So um, I know you've been working on some really cool programs, and one of them is financial literacy. Why do you think that's such an important topic for your generation, and who have you been working with? Well, financial literacy, we've been working with Intracoastal Bank, uh, Vistar Bank, Trusco Bank, um, the uh, their, um, Innovative Financial Solutions, uh, Lions Financial, a lot of various professional partners um, that, that we've been working closely with to to really get the experts uh, on the topic. And, and it's such an important topic nowadays because the youth might not, is essentially sometimes care too much or be aware of some of the key skills such as building credit or um, being aware of how to file your taxes, etc. Um, all those things and, and, and proper budgeting skills. Those those types of skills are so key and, and the earlier you get into them, the, the better off you'll be financially later on. And so the more key skills like that that are that are taught, the, the better our financial um, security and stability of our population in, in Flagler will be. So has there been anything that you've learned since you've been working with these folks? 
I think in general, the the just in the details, I think uh, the regarding creating credit, there's a various um, tactics that you can implement in in your financial kind of strategy to uh, really build your credit easily at a young age. That you know, and and there are cool tips and tricks that I think if you um, didn't know them, uh, you you'd be biting yourself a little bit, saying, "Oh, why why did I do this um, earlier?" <laughs> and I felt like that was uh, some of the uh, parents were were saying that to themselves saying, oh, you know, if I, at my age, if I knew this, uh, I would have definitely done it and it would have gotten me uh, so far along. It'd be so helpful now. Um, I felt like that type of reasoning kind of came back a lot. And so for me, it shows that we're we're kind of on the right path and we're giving uh, the students the, the right information that even their parents are saying is very helpful and, and going to, you know, help them build foundations um, later on for the future. And when you work with people like Vinny who make it kind of interesting and fun, it, it goes a long way too, right? Of course, I got to give a huge kudos to Vinny from Trusco and um, also uh, Intracoastal Bank. They did we uh, lengthened the presentations for them to have more time to to speak to the students. So we we went from uh, about forty five minutes uh, last year to now an hour and thirty minutes. And so that they're just um, the presentations are so interactive and so um, impressive that all the all the students and are are just captivated and and yeah, I think that's that's really big kudos to them to to being entertaining and, and captivating for the students. And, you know, Vinny is an example of somebody who grew up here, went away and came back home as well. Yeah, of course. And and I think he's he's a, a really a, a big um, kind of supporter of the junior chamber and, and, of, and youth in general, I think, in the community. And he's a he's a great example of, of what businesses should, should be doing and, and kind of um, what they should aspire to, to be in the community. So talk a little bit about, um, I know I just saw something on social media where you had the to-do dudes, um, and I think Walker Douglas. Uh, what were you guys up to over at the school? So um, it, it's part of the build-up for, for our event. We agreed um, with Buddy Taylor Middle School that uh, just having the students kind of walk into the um, career fair in the gymnasium isn't the best way to, to go about uh, kind of giving them the best experience. The best experience would be for them to kind of have a whole build-up, prepare questions, really get to thinking about what their career is going to be, have some conversations with their parents, their close ones, their friends. And so this was the first part of the um, uh, build-up where uh, we had, obviously, um, Greg Blose, uh, Eric Levy from the To Do Dudes, and uh, Walker Douglas um, speak uh, to the students about kind of their experiences, the importance of being career-oriented, at a young age and kind of, um, yeah, they're, they're, um, the key statistics and, and, and yeah, why it's so key to, to being, uh, aware of, of what you want to do and starting early. So what will the program be like on the 15th? What can, uh, businesses and people who are participating kind of expect? Well, the whole breakdown of the, of the event on the career fair on the 15th is that the, the, in the gymnasium of the Buddy Taylor, of middle, Buddy Taylor Middle School, um, we'll have about 40, uh, different organizations with different booths and different interactive activities um, that the students can uh, go to and uh, interact with, ask questions. They will have prepared questions. And so they'll be directly engaging with the professionals and asking them kind of what their day-to-day is like and et cetera, et cetera. And then hopefully that leads them to uh, maybe making a connection and getting some type of job shadowing or internship um, opportunity later down the road and also giving them a, a better idea of of kind of what they, they want to go into um, in, in the future. So is it too late for folks if they are interested in participating? No, of course not. Uh, the junior chamber is uh, really flexible, and so 
yeah, if, if you reach out to us um, via social media, via um, email, etc., we'll be glad to, to have you there. That is so awesome. You're doing such a great job. We're so proud of you. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, tell me a little bit about what's coming up for the chamber. Do you, I mean, this is your year as president. What are some of the things on the radar you'd like to accomplish? Oh, we just had our, <laughs> our strategic plan. Um, we're focusing on making sure that the chamber is a, a very uh, highly efficient, functional uh, organization, both financially and from the position of providing services. Um, we have um, an employee that's focused on membership. Uh, we have Greg that is focusing on advocacy and the leadership. Um, so we're doing that, and we're looking for another employee, I think probably the first of the year, to expand our services. But for the next year or so, we really want to focus on some high-level um, strategies. Um, we're anticipating putting together a series of seminars uh, for economic development. Uh, that will come out in 2024. Uh, we'll invite uh, Jack's USA, the state chamber, um, maybe even the one out of Daytona to come in and start talking about what tools, what strategies um, have other organizations found to be successful that uh, can be in partnership with local governments. Um, so we're, we're looking at that. Uh, we're still looking at B2B, business-to-business marketing uh, for our members, uh, and we're looking for uh, governmental advocacy, um, really working with our governmental and elected officials uh, and making sure that they're focused on <clears throat> creating a climate for jobs, creating a climate for education. Uh, you know, one of the opportunities we have in this in our community is we have two, three hospitals that have major footprints in our community, um, University of Florida, Advent, and uh, Halifax. And we have three, if not four, uh, college university systems here. Uh, and so presently there is a relationship between them that produces nursing students that do internships at Advent. So we really think that is some low-hanging fruit uh, that we can create maybe a medical campus here for those universities and uh, see where that goes over the next five years. That's super exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and really quickly, you've got 60 seconds. We have an election coming up. Um, is the chamber going to be uh, hosting any, like, meet and greets? I know that but previously that was something that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think in uh, the middle of the summer, uh, the primary for candidates in Flagler County will be August. So okay. we will certainly do that, asking just strictly things about business. Um, you know, we're going to try to stay out of all other issues. <laughs> and then, obviously, on an annual basis, we also review and grade uh, the elected officials as to how they address the business needs of the community. Um, so that will be coming up in June also. That's awesome. So if people want to get more involved, where can they find out stuff about the chamber? Uh, well, certainly at our website. Um, uh, I don't have the plug up real quick to give it to you, but if you just type in um, Palm Coast Flagler uh, Regional Chamber, It'll come up on your Google, and you can find that. I'd say subscribe to our newsletter and or become a member. Uh, get involved. There's lots of subcommittees and sub-subcommittees, and we need volunteers to continue the quest on you know changing the culture here. That's awesome. And, Brian, if people want mm-hmm. to get involved as far as the upcoming event, where can they go? They can go to our website, jccflorida.com, as well as search us up on Facebook or um, Instagram. That is awesome. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy, and we're looking forward to a great event for you next week. Danielle, thanks for doing this. This is really good information for the community, and again, you do a great job 
pushing and promoting the good that's out there. Thank you. I work really hard at it. So you guys have a great week. We'll see you soon. We do want to thank our sponsors, Coastal Cloud, Joe Wright and the Quantum Family of Businesses, WNZF News Radio, and Flagler News Weekly. You guys have a great week and we'll catch you next weekend. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. So I wanted to come back to Palm Coast where I live, and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision-making. Coastal Cloud.